I'm Heather. And I'm Corey. And this is Movie Shelf, where we talk about movies, movie trivia, and just about anything related to pop culture. We're glad you're here. In today's episode, we're talking about the new Will Smith versus Will Smith movie, <laughs> Gemini Man. We'll also chat about movies coming out, our picks of the week, and of course, we'll enjoy a side of bacon. Mmm, bacon. So, Gemini Man stars Will Smith. And Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, the primary <laughs> Will Smith is playing an aging assassin of the highest technical skill. I mean, he's pretty amazing at what he can do. He is like, you know, a non-super serum Captain America. <laughs> I mean, he's like the ultimate soldier, pretty much. And he's finally decided, though, that he is ready for retirement. However, instead, he is set up and burned and is now being hunted by an assassin who seems to be a perfect match to his technical skill. So as we've been alluding, it stars Will Smith and Will Smith. Um, it also stars, I believe her name is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and um, it also has Clive Owen in it as well. Yes. So, Corey, what did you like about the film? Oh, if you want to go see a movie for good action, this is definitely up there. Right, yeah. It's plain and simple an action flick. There's there's not much depth to the plot. There I mean no. there's its own conspiracy, but it's not, you know, it's not like a metaphor for life in any sense. No deep thinking <laughs> plot line. It is or... a good experiment for them at least as far as the whole nature versus nurture discussion, but for yeah. the most part, it's just action. Yeah, it's an action flick. <laughs> I think you described it as, you know, someone like a Jason Bourne type character who then is being attacked by another Jason Bourne type character. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So, like we said, Will Smith, he he does a good job, I think, playing, you know, this kind of sharpshooter. Well, not just that. I mean, close combat and everything else. It just happens to open up with a sharpshooter mission. Right. So... And this is evident from the preview. Um, he is up against his younger self. And, you know, it looks just like a carbon copy version of him, just, you know, 25 years younger. And they did a really good job with the visual effects for this film. Definitely. You know, yeah. there's every so, every now and then there were a couple moments where it's like, well, that just looks a little weird looking. Like, he looks <laughs> a little too polished. Yeah. A little too, like, Superman in, you know, the, uh, which one was that one? Justice Lee with the weird, like, digital face covering his mustache. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it looks a little odd. But the I think where it would have really counted, they shined with the effects, which that would have been the hand-to-hand combat or fighting sequences. Yeah. Especially between, the underground one. Oh, my. Yeah, Goodness. so between Will Smith and his... Himself. Younger clone. Yeah, we can say younger clone. <laughs> yeah, so those scenes looked amazing, and um, they did a really good job with them. So I think we kind of alluded to this that since you know the plot is pretty simple, and I you know it's pretty predictable. We kind of know what's going to happen. It's just you know it it was a fun movie though, thoroughly entertained the whole time. I think it's also just a bit forgettable. You know, it's like yeah, like, storyline wise. Yeah. I think I even was when I was coming back to my notes um, today because we saw this film. 
was it two weeks ago or yeah, I think two weeks ago, I was like, oh yeah, that's the other movie we're talking about because <laughs> I had kind of forgotten that that's the one we had seen. So in the one element where this movie does go a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. um, close to the end of the movie, they, they kind of present this moral dilemma that kind of raises some questions. And so in this movie, this this um, company, in a way, is trying to do what Star Wars did in the Clone Wars. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what if we take an elite super soldier? So, you know, in Star Wars, it was Jango Fett and just mass produce a whole bunch of copies of them. I guess in a way they're trying to justify, you know, if we alter these clones enough to where if we take away some personality, some morals, some other stuff, you know, what the emotions, still, emotions and everything, would it still be considered human? You know, mm. if we were to alter his DNA enough, these clones, would they still be considered? And, you know, would we now have an army of a little bit more disposable super soldiers? Which, I guess, in a way, is what they're kind of doing in Star Wars as well. Yeah. And, you know, and their argument is, you know, mothers no longer have to receive letters from the military saying that their, you know, their children are not coming home. and Or wives saying that their husbands are not coming back home. And, you know, so they're trying to present all these good sides of this project. But at the same time, you know, to a lot of people, it just seems wrong mm-hmm. to do. So it kind of creates a, an interesting moral dilemma that, you know, you can make arguments easily on on both sides. Well, at least at least they could in the movie. I don't yeah. think in reality we can necessarily make arguments on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that definitely, and I think as we were watching the film, it definitely reminded me of Clone Wars as well. Yeah, we'll just have to take the other side of the Clone Wars and just mass produce a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, army robots, you know. <laughs> Droid, the, the, the droid army. You got to raise on droid army instead. Yeah, although they were not very strong. <laughs> also, when you're mentioning actors in the movie, let's not forget that uh, B.D. Wong brings a little bit of a comic relief in this movie. So I kind of appreciate his his character as well. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the cast. It wasn't a cast that I was expecting. You know, it's not as... I think you kind of almost compared it a little bit to like when you go see Fast and the Furious... And you were just saying, like, you don't go really for the plot. You kind of go yeah. for all the eye candy and everything. And the action, of course, And, yes. you know, and for this one, you know, I think the cast was relatively believable, but they were fun. They were just normal people, and nobody was super flashy and out of the, you know, well, out of the, I, other I, than... Outside of uh, Will Smith and Will Smith, yeah. Right, outside <laughs> of their incredible skill that they had. So it was definitely very, it was, it was interesting. I think that brings us to the time to discuss our verdict... Does it make the movie shelf or not? I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I was very well entertained. And it'll be another one of the movies to where if it comes on HBO, I'm definitely going to flip to it to enjoy the action again. But not so sure if I'm going to be so quick to go out and buy it for the shelf. Yeah, I... I said no, that it doesn't make the movie shelf, but I was thoroughly entertained. I actually probably went in with ridiculously low expectations, which is always a helpful thing. Yeah, I think I, I did as well. Yeah, that always helps. And I uh, definitely enjoyed it. However, I don't think I was wowed by anything. So I think it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, it, it, it was a movie and it served its purpose well. 
Well, I will say, I was actually wowed by some of the action in the movie. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they, and, and again, they did a fantastic job with um, some of that hand-to-hand combat that we saw between Will Smith and himself. Even the opening scene, um, it was pretty interesting. Um, it was very quick. But, you know, it almost had like, you know, you know when you watch a James Bond film, there's always like a very intriguing the opening, opening action scene. scene. Yes. Yeah. So kind of similar to this where it's a like a 200 foot sniper shot from like this 70 mile per hour train. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool to watch and that he, you know, did a good job. But it also was the spark, I think, for his desire to go into retirement. I did find it funny that Will Smith made plenty of references about him being old. And I was like, I don't think of Will Smith as old. And yeah. I don't really know how old he is in real life. In this I think film. this is the first movie we've seen where he actually had like some white hair showing. <laughs> um, and I, in the film, they kept on emphasizing that he was 51, and which I don't really fully deem as old. But um, Now, how old is he actually? Did you I, happen to look that up? I did not look that up. Hey, Google, how old is Will Smith? Will Smith is 51 years old. Wow, so they actually... They decided kept... to really emphasize his actual age. Yeah, so I find that interesting. They actually used his real age in the movie. Which was just kind of funny, because they kept on making comments about that. Especially since yeah. he kept on saying he was 50, and I think B.D. Wong kept on emphasizing you're 51. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but again, you know, he's he's almost forever Fresh Prince from Bel-Air. And, um, and I love the fact that in the film... Yeah, yeah, that's what I kept on thinking when it, when it came to the younger class. Like, okay, yeah, it looks like Fresh Prince. <laughs> well, and I, I also like the fact that uh, he was wearing a Phillies hat, ball cap, in the film. The, the older Will Smith, so... I don't know if that was like a nod to, you know, Fresh Prince. Oh, I'm sure it was, yeah. It was fun. It was a good movie. I recommend it. Go check it out. It, you know, whether big screen or the small screen, it's it, it's fun, and I think you'll enjoy it. And now, Corey, it's time for our picks of the week. Okay. I, I think you took my pick of the week, but you go ahead. I took my picks. own pick of the week. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you being the big fan and all of the series. And... <laughs> so, my pick of the week um, on the theme of clones, I'm going with Star Trek Nemesis. And I'm we may have actually already used this as a pick of the week before. I don't remember. I'm sure we've talked about it because it's a film that definitely has stuck with me. Plus, it has Tom Hardy in it, and I'm a big fan of Tom Hardy. Yeah. At least in our minds, our like, first introduction to Tom Hardy. Right. So this is playing off of the, um, or it's actually the final Star Trek Next Generation film, and this is where the uh, Romulan have made a clone of Picard. Yes. To I guess basically somehow take over Picard or something of that sort. Yeah, and it is oh in this big plot to somehow secretly replace him later on. So Tom Hardy is playing Picard's clone. They're probably having, you know, thirty years difference, you know, in, in age and whatnot. But they altered this clone to like grow faster so that okay. they could actually carry out their idea of replacing them later on. Right. And so it, it is like the age gene's been like overdeveloped or something like that. And it also stars one of your favorite actors. Yeah. Ron Perlman. A lot of people may not realize that Ron Perlman's in this movie because just like in so many of her, of his other roles he's in full makeup. <laughs> so it's it's definitely different and interesting and you probably get to see a moment of the most humanistic ability um of data that he can ever do since he's an android 
<sighs> Don't spoil, Corey. Okay. Don't spoil. They okay. may not have seen it. Okay. But I won't say. <laughs> um, I think it's it's a hard movie for Corey to ever really want to watch again, even though he is mad that I took it, saying it's something he would have wanted to see. <laughs> um, but I definitely liked it, and it does it's a little different feel than some of the other Next Generation films. Yeah, it does. So, anyway, that's my pick of the week. I was right with the, it was the Romulan, right? Yes. Okay, very, just making sure. Very good, Heather. Oh. <laughs> okay, what is your pick of the week, Corey? Well, when, when it comes to Idea of the Clones, the uh, one thing I, I, movie I can't get out of my head, because it's just hilarious to watch it, is Multiplicity. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. So, you know, you got, um... Michael Keaton. Yep. And Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton. And Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton, maybe Michael Keaton. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think but there were three I think there were copies. Three copies, and then the original, so four and yeah. four overall. Yeah. And Andy McDowell is also in it, um, and I can't remember who else was in there. Someone else was in there too, though. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it's like, what would you do if you could have more of yourself to accomplish your daily tasks? Yes. <laughs> and the problems that could arise from trying to tackle those tasks in that way. <laughs> yeah. So you have. Um, I guess Michael Keaton, he's um, he's a contractor. Yeah, I think, I think he has his own contracting business, yeah. possibly. So, um, And, of course, he's trying to be a good father, a good husband, and a good businessman. And, and just also feels just like he's being spread time. out too thin. Yeah, so he finds a loophole. And then it's a, it's a fun little thing that his clones decide they find a loophole, too. Yeah, and they make a copy of themselves. And like, oh, well, if you make a copy of a copy, it doesn't turn out so great. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, that one's a lot of fun. It's cute and humorous, and um, plus, Michael Keaton is always really fun to watch anything he does. Oh, yeah, classic actor. Um, So, definitely check that one out, too. So, I think those are two good picks of the week. All right, Corey, time to talk about what's coming out. So, we saw a few previews with this film. The first one is Queen and Slim. Which definitely looks really interesting. Uh, A man and a woman, they go out on a date. Looks like, I don't know if it's really a blind date by any means, but it's a date. It ends badly. Yeah, it ends with an officer or police officer interrogating them and and really looking like he's going way overboard on what he should be doing um, and not really respecting their rights by any means. And and everything just kind of goes wrong, which results in... The two, the couple going off on the run, kind of, um, because they shoot and it looks like they probably kill the officer and then they speed away. So then they're just running from everything. But at the same time, it looks like they're becoming a movement almost, yes. it looks like. So I'm also excited because Bukim Woodbine, I think is his name, he's in it and I just get a kick out of just at least just even hearing him talk because I enjoy him. As he was in the Fargo TV show. So the next movie um, that we saw the trailer for is Just Mercy. And this looks like a new movie from Michael B. Jordan. And I, I really enjoy pretty much everything he does. I mean, I know he was in that Fantastic Four movie that no one seemed to like. But he's been on our radar, yeah. I think, since the first time we saw him in the Parenthood TV show. Um, and I think he's just been doing an excellent job out in the Hollywood world. So this one, he's a lawyer, and he looks like he's come from, or not come, well, he's a Harvard graduate kind of lawyer person. Anyway, but he's come to Alabama, and it looks like he's trying to fight for death row inmates. Inmate, yeah. And so, anyway, it stars him, 
Jamie Foxx is in there as well. He's one of the death row inmates. I think he, I think pretty sure it's death row. And then Brie Larson is also in there as well. So definitely looks like it'll be a tug on the heartstrings kind of film, um, and make you kind of think kind of film. So that looks good. Definitely a civil rights action type of movie. And then the final preview that we saw, um, very different than the first two that we just talked about. <laughs> it is like a boss. And so this is Tiffany Haddish with Rose Byrne. And they are, they're playing these characters who are in business with each other. I think they have kind of like a makeup beauty line business. Yeah. And they need an investor because they're in debt. And so they need some assistance. So Selma Hayek becomes their investor, but they... Man, when was the last time we seen her in something? Not that... I mean, she was in The Hitman's Bodyguard, which was not that uh, long ago. Yeah, she had a small part in there, but... Well, I think she had a very key part, not a very small part, <laughs> and aren't they making, like, now, like, the hitman's wife or something like that? Maybe. Anyway, she's, but, okay, she's still Okay, before around. that. <laughs> I don't know. She, I it feel just like seemed we, like it's been a while. I feel like we just had this conversation, so it, I feel like we must have seen something with her mm. in it. She's always around. So, Selma Hayek comes in, and I think they quickly learn that she's not out for their best intentions. Um, so, it looks fun. It's... Uh, quite the comedy it looks like probably another one of those what i'll call a chick flick comedy yeah but it looks like even you would enjoy it that that does not mean that it's comedy that only chicks would enjoy but one of those comedy (laughs) that stars mainly mainly chicks oh okay mainly women yeah yeah you know yes i love movies like bridesmaids but (laughs) (laughs) all right so those are the three films or the three previews that we saw for this film that are on our radar Um, so we'll see when they come out. And now, Corey, it is time for our side of bacon. Mmm, bacon. So before we get into our connections that we came up with, um, we had a little announcement because we had something fun, um, all related to our bacon tribute. So way back in June... We caught wind that the Bacon Brothers would be performing (laughs) um, here locally. And so we thought, hmm, we talk about Kevin Bacon all the time because we have our side of bacon. It might be kind of cool just to at least see him in real life at some point. So we got tickets. So fast forward now to October and we actually got to go see them perform. So the Bacon Brothers, it's Kevin Bacon with his brother. And <laughs> yeah. I think his name is Michael Bacon. Okay. I was like, hey, he's so popular. <laughs> um, and apparently his brother is a composer and a professor. Um, so they're definitely, they're, they were definitely quirky. Um, I think they do some covers. They also just, I think, have their own music as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, they, they do their own plus plenty of covers as well. They brought out a variety of instruments. Um, I think you said you counted like 14 guitars. And then um, we had a mandolin, we had a cello, we had four ukuleles, yep, we yep, even yep. had an accordion, I mean, and a whistler. And so. a saxophone, and a <laughs> bongo drum, and yeah. a box drum. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Harmonica, <laughs> all sorts of things. So, oh yeah, he, he, he does not do a bad harmonica, actually, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. So we definitely enjoyed it, and we, again, enjoyed the opportunity to... Give some love to Kevin Bacon, um, as we always have our side of bacon with our podcast. So that was kind of fun. So it we was. finally actually got to see him in real life. 
and it's not a Bacon Brothers concert until they sing Footloose. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty fun. They um they performed and then did the classic We're Done, but of course they came out for an encore. Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm a little annoyed when people do the oh let's let's do the, the planned encore. We'll pretend we're done, walk off the stage, they'll cheer, and oh okay, we'll come out and you know But they I, won't come back unless you cheer, so you had to be cheering. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of the planned encore that <laughs> some of these bands are doing now. I don't know. I, that's not anything new. I think you're just a little newer to the live Perhaps. music scene. <laughs> anyway. I would like the encore to be more genuine. Like they they intended to do what they did. They they done it, and they they're they're intending on packing up and going home. Well, it could just be like you know the you know Oscar speeches. You know you. You don't know if you're going to win, but you got to prepare just in case. So, you don't know if you're going to get the cheers. So, but just in case you get the cheers, here's what we're going to do to really <laughs> end it on a good note. Um, so, anyway, so they came back and they had like a really quirky song that they did. And then they ended, they they transitioned and it's all of a sudden you start hearing that rhythm. And it's like, yep. oh, oh, here's yeah, what's coming. Here we go. <laughs> and um, so that was fun. Um, you know, even though it's a Kenny Loggins song, they did a great job with it. It was a lot of fun. So, anyway, so... Cheers to the Bacon Brothers, um, and if you ever just want a quirky performance, go check them out if they ever play locally in your neck of the woods. Alright, so for this episode's Bacon, we were connecting Margot Robbie to Bruce Greenwood. And you, I know, got one really quick off the bat, so I'm going to yep. go first okay. because... I was a little slower and and whatnot. So, in fact, my initial one was going to be like a four movie connection. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, that one. That one was going to be Bruce Greenwood to Chris Pine in Star Trek. Chris Pine to Tom Hardy in This Means War. Tom Hardy to Christian Bale in. Good <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, what's the last one? What's the last Batman? Oh, the uh, Batman Returns. No, no, no. But what's oh. the last one? Oh, well... Um, Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Sorry. that one, and then Christian Bale to Margot Robbie in The Big Short. But, oh, that's a lot of a lot of connections. So then, then I got some assistance, and I looked at Bruce Greenwood movies. <laughs> so I had forgotten that Bruce Greenwood was in Dinner with Schmucks. Or Dinner oh, with Schmucks. Oh, yeah. He, it, he was the organizer of Is it of the Dinner day. with Schmucks or for Schmucks? I don't know. One of the, something yeah. of that sort. But he was the, the dinner yes, organizer. he was yeah. the, the host of the dinner. And um and so that has Steve Carell in it. And so Steve Carell then is with Margot Robbie in The Big Short. Oh, good grief. That movie had everybody. Yeah. If you can't let you heard of somebody from that movie, you got issues. Well, I was really <laughs> hoping that Bradley Cooper was in it, but he wasn't. So, anyway. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> So, um, but Steve Carell, um, with dinner with schmucks or for schmucks, something of the schmucks, um, that definitely, that was a quirky film. I think as we were watching it, we we're like, oh, curveball, yeah. it became a bit more dramatic. I mean, yeah. still, no, none, all the time it was very quirky and weird, but. Very weird, yes. <laughs> definitely had a little bit more of a, uh, of a curveball there. So anyway, that is my connection for my two movies. Okay, for mine, it's uh, very fitting, uh, since we're reviewing Gemini Man, that my link-in actor between the two is Will Smith. Mm -hmm. So that would be going from Bruce Greenwood to Will Smith in iRobot. Mm -hmm. 
since Bruce Green was the owner of the company that made the robots. And going from Will Smith to Margot Robbie in a movie that may be below most people's radar, but I highly recommend, is Focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Focus is, there's one bizarre element to Focus, which looks, you feel like you're watching two separate movies that yeah. are put together. But nonetheless, oh, especially that first half, oh my gosh, you, 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 it's a, it's a must-see. Yeah. I mean, if you want to learn a little bit more about the world of hustling and <laughs> yeah, gambling and fixed gambling, I mean, oh, oh my goodness, that, that is something to see. Will Smith is essentially a con artist and... And pickpocketing. <laughs> and teaches Margot Robbie the ropes. Um, yeah. And it's one of those films where you're never quite sure... Or you think you might know what's going on, but then it's not really that's that's not what's going on. So that's it's a lot of fun. And you are right, it's it's like watching two movies in one. I don't know if it didn't feel necessarily like a long movie, but it definitely had like, you know, that like, oh, well I felt like we were done, but now we're going again. <laughs> yeah. With a different plot twist. Here we go. But it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. And of course you could have also gone Margot Robbie to Will Smith and Suicide Squad. But I would recommend oh. Focus as well. Yep. Much, yep. much better. Okay, Corey, what's your bacon pick for the, this episode? Well, in our fashion of tradition, it seems like Norma, I'm the one picking from the main <laughs> movie, which, again, I'll be doing this time as well. And so from Gemini Man, I'm going to pick Clive Owen. All right. I do like Clive Owen. He does get around. Yes, he does. Definitely. I'm going to go with Michael B. Jordan, so I'm picking from the Just Mercy trailer. Okay. So we have Michael B. Jordan to Clive Owen. Thanks for listening to Movie Shelf. And if you would, click that subscribe button so you get prompts for when our new episodes come out. And then if you're listening on your Apple device, click that uh, review button and uh, give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Be sure to also check our show notes page for links to the movies that we talked about, as well as bacon notes. And of course, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.